Here is a sermon that was preached by Pastor Ballon in one of the Sunday morning services. So as we continue the series on Follow Me, this morning I would like to talk to you about following Lord Jesus Christ in complete surrender. Following Lord Jesus in complete surrender. You know, God wants us to follow him. And as we say, there are many observers of Lord Jesus Christ today. There are many believers, they believe only for miracle. And there are many fans of Lord Jesus. They like Jesus because they like his teachings, but they don't want to follow God. They are observers. They observe Lord Jesus very far Sitting very far, they observe and they find they, they come to know what is go, what happened in his life and they like him. They are called his fans. And there are many beneficiaries of Lord Jesus Christ. They are always looking for blessings, what they can get from Lord God. You know, that is their expectation. So we see a couple of different kinds of people on this world. But God expects us to follow him. You know, that's the reason we are called believers. We are called disciples. Disciples are the one who follows Lord Jesus Christ. And as we say, only those who follow Lord Jesus Christ on this earth can also follow him in the eternity, in the eternal heaven. So unless we follow Lord Jesus, we cannot make others to follow. So it is very important that you and I need to follow Lord Jesus Christ. And last couple of weeks, we talked about following Lord Jesus intimately, willingly, faithfully, sacrificially. And last week, we spoke about how do we follow Lord Jesus Christ by faith. And this morning, we are going to talk about how do we follow Lord Jesus in surrender, in complete surrender. And this morning, I believe it's, it's very essential for you and me to completely surrender our lives and follow God. And what does it really mean to say surrendering ourselves completely to Lord God? That's what we are going to talk about. You know, most of the time we sing one song, I surrender all. I surrender all, all to Jesus. I surrender all. Many times, you know, we would have sang that song in different worship services. But this morning, we are trying to understand what does it really mean to say, Lord, I surrender everything to you. What is surrender? What does surrender mean? You know, I believe surrender is, an, is a military term. It's an army term. When two armies are coming together in fight, in the battlefield, they fight for victory. And after fighting for a good amount of time, when they realized that they cannot win, they cannot you know, overcome the opponent, they say that probably it is time that we need to cease resisting our enemy. And you know, they will decide in, before they lose all their people, before they lose all their cavalry, they decide probably it is time that we need to submit to the authority of the, our opponent. You know, ceasing, resisting, and submitting to the authority of somebody who is, who is trying to take control over us is what is, mean, is what is meant by surrender. Surrender is giving up completely. Agreeing to forego, agreeing to let it go. I give away, I give up those things completely for the sake of something else. You know, surrender is also renouncing certain things which are given to our lives. Relinquish something which is already granted to us. For example, you know, I got a big amount 
And I decided probably I don't want to hold that for me. I will just come and put that in the offering box. I just let that go. I just renounce those things, not for my sake, but for something else's sake. I lose, I let my power go. I let my position go. I let my status. And even sometime I let my life go for the sake of something. You know, that's what is meant by surrender. Christians are asked, are expected to surrender their lives to Lord Jesus Christ. You know, we are trying to understand what does it mean to say surrender. The word surrender means for in a Christian perspective, in a Christian context, Christians are expected to surrender to Lord Jesus Christ. You know, that's what you and I want to do. We want to completely surrender our lives to Lord Jesus Christ. Christians surrender in giving back everything to Lord Jesus Christ. Whatever God has given to me, it's all he has given. I don't want anything. It's all given to me for a purpose. But now, Lord, I believe that it is time that I need to give that back to you. You know, that's why we are, that's the reason we are sitting here. Some of us in our lives, we decided to let our life go for the sake of God. We decided probably it is time that I need to come in total surrender to God Almighty. You know, that's the Christian perspective of surrender. Handing over control to Lord Jesus Christ. Jesus Christ is not only God, not only Savior, not only Redeemer. He is also our Lord. When we say He is our Lord, that means He has complete control over our lives. He wants to take complete control over our lives. You know, when we give our lives to Lord Jesus, we say, Lord, today, from today onwards, I accept you as my Lord and Savior. When we say that, Lordship of Jesus Christ, that means, Lord, you own my life. You take complete control over my life. I do not have any power by myself. I do not have, I don't know in which direction need to go. But Lord, I depend on you. I completely surrender my ways and my desire and my will to you. You know, that's what is meant by surrender. Surrender. You know, someone who surrendered his life, as we see in the word of God, is none other than our Lord Jesus Christ. You know, I was just, as I was preparing for this sermon, I was just meditating on these scriptures that Lord Jesus spoke when he lived on this face of this earth. That probably we don't even think about it. We don't even, you know, at times we just take things for granted. I believe this morning it is worthwhile to go through those scriptures and see what Lord Jesus, how Lord Jesus Christ surrendered his life to the Father, to the will of the Father. Jesus Christ lived a totally, completely surrendered life on the face of this earth. You know, when we read these scriptures, we realize he did not do anything by his own. Never. Never he did things by his own. Let's read a couple of those scriptures. John chapter 6 verse 38. We have them on the screen. John 6 38. Here scripture says, when Jesus says very clearly, For I have come down from heaven, not to do my own will, but the will of him who sent me. Jesus, when he came to this earth, he was one among the Trinity. He is God by himself, but he surrendered himself to the Lordship. He surrendered himself to the Fathership of God the Father. And when he was on this earth, he was telling that, For I have come down from heaven, not to do my own will, but the will of him who sent me. You know, today it, 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 it echoes in you and my, in, in our lives. And it very clearly tells us that, you know, that's the same reason even we exist on this earth. Not to do our own will, but the will of the one who called us into this. 
John 8, 50, he says, and I do not seek my own glory. I do not seek my own glory. You know, these words tells us what surrender means. What surrender really means. And today God is calling us to follow him in total surrender. So we are looking at the life of Jesus as the life of Jesus was in complete surrender to the will of the Father. And Jesus said, I do not seek my own glory. You know, when Jesus was on the face of this earth, his life was glorious. You know, he could have taken all the glory on him because he did such a great supernatural miracles. There are many people followed him. At times, people astonished the way he was moving. He was operating. You know, he could have taken all the glory on him. But he said, I do not seek my glory. But he was on this earth on a mission seeking the glory for God alone. For God alone. You know, you and I are called to do this. You know, at times when we try to do things by our own sake, for, for our own sake, our, for our own glory, you know, we fail. But as a child of God this morning, God wants us to remind us that we, need, we don't seek glory for ourselves. We need to seek the glory of God for God. John 8, 28, scripture says, Jesus said again, I do nothing of myself, but as my father taught me, I speak these things. Jesus was very clear. I don't speak anything on my own, but I speak as I learn from my father. That's what God expects us to do. God expects us to learn from him. You know, these are all the surrender that we, God expects us to make as we follow him. God wants us to learn from the word and God wants us to teach the word. Not of our own, not of our own experience, not of our own, you know, our own ideas and our own, our own theology. But instead, God expects us to teach from the word of God. Jesus was surrendering his life completely, totally to the Father. You know, Jesus' full surrender to the Father is an example that you and I can follow today. There is no one else in the Word of God who completely surrendered their life totally to the will of the Father. But Jesus always he gave his life to the will of the Father, even at the Garden of Gethsemane. Even at the Garden of Gethsemane, before he was taken up into the, before he was crucified, he knelt down and he prayed to the Father. This is what he prayed. Oh, my Father, if it is possible, let this cup pass from me. Nevertheless, not as I will, but as you will. You know, even at that moment, he was seeking for the glory. He was seeking for the desire of God. And how much more it is important for you and me today as we try to follow Lord God in total surrender. Following Jesus in surrender means couple of things. Now we'll just try to, you know, talk about a little bit about, a little bit in the practical sense. What does it mean to say, I'm following Lord Jesus in total surrender? If Jesus is our leader, we are the followers. Word of God repeatedly tells us that we need to follow the footsteps of Lord God. We need to be imitators of Lord Jesus Christ. And God wants us to show, God wants the qualities of Christ to be seen in our lives. So he is our leader and we are the followers. And you would have seen an army marching forward as they are following a leader. When the leader stays, the army is going to stay still. When the leader moves forward, the army is going to move forward. As we keep Jesus as our leader, we are the followers. 
We need to give the control to Lord Jesus Christ. We are not by our own. We are just followers of Lord Jesus Christ. You know, God wants us to follow him very carefully. Follow him, not necessarily that we need to be there in this church every day, every Sunday. Of course, it's important that we need to be in the church every Sunday. But you can follow God personally. You can follow God personally. Wherever you go, whenever you drive, whenever you work, you can still have a constant communication with the Lord Jesus and you can still try to follow Lord Jesus Christ. You know, God is pleased in those kind of lives because they are the true living sacrifices for Lord God. Not just the people who are coming on Sunday and forgetting Lord Jesus in the, during the weekdays. God wants us to follow Lord God in total surrender. When we follow Lord Jesus, He decides what we need, not us. Because the leader knows what are his followers are in need of. And he, need, he decides what we need. He decides where we need to go. He, need, he decides what we are supposed to do. When we give our lives in total surrender to God, and we leave that to the will of God, to the desire of God, He leads us and He guides us as we surrender. The more we surrender, the more we experience the leading of God. You know, sometimes I experience that in my, my days. You know, some of those weekends are not really good for me. But there are some more weekends, some, some weekends, you know, I feel that I'm just totally led and guided by Lord God. You know, I, I experience that in, in my walk with the Lord. Every day, what we need to do, what we need to speak, what we need to tell, everything is just given to you at the tip of your tongue. You know, God expects us to get into such a kind of relationship with Him so that we are guided. We are told what to do. We are told, you know, where to do, where to go and what exactly need to be done. Our God, when we keep Him as a leader, when we follow Him in surrender, He takes over our lives. He takes control over our lives. And you know what? Once we get into that relationship with Him, we don't need to worry about anything for our lives because it is already taken care and guided and led by our Lord God. So He is not just our leader. He is also our Lord. That means He owns complete control over our lives. You know, there are times when in our lives, we get into a you know, very deep anxiety worry for something that is happening or not happening in our lives. But in those moments, if we are connected with God, if we are under total surrender to God Almighty, we don't worry about those things because we know for sure He is in control of my life. I am in total surrender to Him, so I don't need to worry about anything. I instead give everything to God and He will do it for me. In 1 Corinthians 6, Paul writes, 1 Corinthians 6.20, we are just bought at a price. Jesus paid the price at the cross and he bought us from the clutches of the enemy. And if he, had, he bought us from the penal, by paying the penalty for sin, how much more important that we need to surrender our lives to him. We need to completely give our lives in surrender because he paid a price and he bought us. Have you, seen, have, have you seen slaves? You know, slaves are bought with a price. People pay and take their people into slavery. And when they are taken in slavery, they cannot do anything by their own. When they want to go out, they cannot go out. They need to just do what the master says. You know, we were in slavery and God Almighty decided to buy that into freedom and he bought us into freedom by allowing Jesus Christ 
to pay the penalty at the cross. As the penalty was paid at the cross, he brought them from slavery into, the freedom, into freedom. And when we are brought into freedom, you know, we cannot just operate by ourselves because we become slaves of Lord Jesus Christ. We become, you know, we become servants of Lord Jesus Christ. We become children of Lord Jesus Christ. And he is not just our father. He is not just our master. He is also our Lord and Savior. He takes complete control. And you know, that's how a child of God is brought from the slavery of sin and into the freedom that we experience and we enjoy that is keeping away from slavery of sin. He paid price for us and he bought into this freedom. In Galatians 2.20 again, Paul writes, it's no longer I live, but Christ lives in me. You know, these are the words of total surrender. It is no longer me. It is Christ who lives in me. So God expects us to submit to his lordship without any question, without any condition. You know, once we get, into, get in such terms with the Lord God, we experience the joy of walking with God. Think about it the other way. If we follow God without surrender, what may happen? You know, sometimes we try to follow God without completely yielding to Him, without completely surrendering to Him. And this is what is happening. This is what will happen. I, I have listed a couple of things here. Sometimes when we follow God without complete surrender, we quit in between. We quit in between. You know, today we see people of God who begin to walk with the Lord and they are no longer walking with God because they already quit. The reason is there was no total surrender. There was no total surrender. You know, there is a mass conversion happening. People are getting saved. There are thousands and thousands of people are getting saved and they are coming into the church. They are getting added to the church. And how many of them stay back after three years? After six years, if you go and take a statistics, you know, you know, it's certainly less than 50% of them. They, they stay with the Lord in those coming years. The remaining people, they walk away from the Lord. The reason, probable reason, number one reason probably, that relationship was not established in total surrender. You know, if we do not surrender ourselves completely and try to follow Lord God, try to, you know, follow God with our own efforts, we may quit in between. We may quit in between. At times, when trouble comes on our way, we even question God. If we do not follow him in total surrender, we at times we stay back and question God. You know, if you remember the disciples, they follow Lord God and everybody came to Lord Jesus Christ. And all the disciples they were following at one point of time, they just stood and turned back and saw and asked Lord Jesus, Lord, we left everything and followed you. And what are we going to gain? What are we going to gain? You know, we come in terms with God, asking, even asking questions to him, if we don't follow God in total surrender, because life is not going to be easy. Life is going to be challenging. At times when challenges come on our way, we tend to question God, Lord, why did you allow this to me? Why this is happening in my life? Lord, I wanted to do certain things. I thought this is how it's going to be. I thought, I assumed that everything is going to be all right when I started following you. But Lord God, things are not going well. We may question, the reason is we followed Lord God without completely surrendering our lives. We are talking about what will happen if we do not follow God without surrender. You know, we at times start giving ideas to God instead of God telling us. Have you come across this experience? At times when we pray, we suggest, Lord, 
If you do this, this may be good. Lord, this is what I want. And Lord, I need this. We don't even ask whether it is a will of God in our lives. We don't even ask whether that's the one we need. But we give a lot of ideas based on our wisdom. But God expects us to give completely to the wisdom of God. Because yesterday we talked about even the foolishness of God is much greater than the wisdom of people. God expects us to completely give ourselves, yield ourselves to the ideas of God, to the desire of God. Because God has a plan, a plan to prosper us, a plan to give us a good, blessed future. So it is all important that how much we yield, how much we surrender to God and tell him, Lord, I know that, Lord, you know the best for me. And I want to give that to you, Lord. You do it, Lord, according to your desire. You know, that is a total surrender. At times, if we do not surrender our lives to God, we may not do God's will. We may just try to do things by our own. We may not do God's will. Especially, we tell this to people, those who are about to get married. If we do not allow ourselves to complete to the will of God, God's will may not be in our life. God may not bring the right choice in our life. And if we do not get the right choice in our life, the suffering is going to be all along in our life. It is better to surrender to God and tell God, Lord, not my desire, let your desire, because you know my future. I do not know my future. You know my future, Lord. Just give that to God. God will do the best for our lives. At times, if we do not surrender, God becomes the least priority in our lives. You know, we are not surrendered, made a complete surrender to God. But now God becomes the least priority. You know, we come across people who still follow God, who still Pentecostals, and you know, who want to do things for God. But you know, God becomes the least priority. The number one reason is that surrender was not perfect, it was not complete. And this morning, God is expecting us to follow Him, completely surrendering to Him. At times, if we do not fall, surrender completely, we may not be able to stand, withstand the trials that are coming on our way. And I believe this morning God is speaking to us. Let's move further. How do we follow God in surrender? There are a couple of things, at least four different things we can do if we want to follow Lord God in complete surrender. And we are just going to read a couple of scriptures that are in supportive this morning to our message. If we need to follow God in complete surrender, we need to tell God, Lord, not my ways, but your ways. Not my desire, but your desire. You know, there is a scripture in the word of God. It always wants you and me. Just want you to read that scripture. Proverbs was chapter 14, verse 12. Proverbs chapter 14, verse 12. You know, at times we think that that's what is good for us, but that may not be good for us. That may lead us, scripture says, even to death. Proverbs chapter 14, verse 12. There is a way that seems right to a man, but its end is the way of death. There is a way that seems right to a man, but its end is the way of death. You know, many times, how many times we feel probably this looks right. This seems right. You know, at times we decide what is right for us based on our wisdom, based on our knowledge. But God says, that may not be the right thing for you. That may not be the right selection for you. That may not be the right decision for you. If you continue to go there in that way, eventually it may lead you to death. 
There is another scripture, beautiful scripture in Proverbs 3, 5. It tells us not to depend on our own understanding. It tells us very clearly to trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean not on your own understanding. In all your ways, acknowledge him and he shall direct your path. You know, if we try to follow Lord Jesus in total surrender, that today it means that not our ways, but his ways. Number one way we can follow him in total surrender is every time before you take a decision, every time before you decide something, just ask God, Lord, is this your will? Is it going to lead me in the right way or it is going to lead me towards death? And help, ask help God, to God to understand, to, to lean on his understanding. Number two reason or number two method that by which we can completely surrender our lives to God, always tell him, Lord, according to your will, not according to my will. Jeremiah the prophet was taken into a, the house of a potter. And when he entered into the house of a potter, he saw the potter was sitting there and he was making a vessel in his wheel. And as he was making a vessel in his wheel, scripture says the vessel was marred or the vessel was kind of deformed. It was not up to his expectation. And the clay was in his hand of the potter. And he again worked on the clay to make that into another vessel. As long as the clay was in the hands of the potter, the potter has complete control over that clay and he can make that clay into many different vessels. And I always tell that God in my life, in all of our lives, when God called us to walk and to follow him, God had a different plan about us. But there are many times I walked away from God. Sometimes we walked away from God. God's plan could not be fulfilled in our lives. But you know what? God is so gracious and she's so merciful. He did not want to throw us as, a, as the potter may not throw the clay away. He, we were in his hands and he, was, he did not throw us away. But instead of throwing us away, he decided to make us into another vessel. And that's what you and I are today. You know, if you would have allowed God to do that original will of God in our lives, the day when we got saved, you know, God would have had a beautiful plan for us. And probably, you know, we all had different things to do at this point of time. We may or may not be here. But Lord, we, but you know, many times we walked away from God. But as the clay was in the hands of the potter, since we were always found in the hands of God, now God decided to do something else out of us. And those are the beautiful vessels that we are, as we are sitting here today. You know, God is a God of fulfilling his will in our lives. Number two way of surrendering our lives to God is, ask him, Lord, I'm just a clay in your hands. You are the potter. Make me of your own choice. Make me of your own choice. Third way of God is surrendering our lives. As Romans 12, 1 says, giving our lives as a sacrifice. As a sacrifice. Just one thing I just want to, you know, highlight here and move further. Giving our lives as a sacrifice. Have you seen sacrifice at the altar? When sacrifice is brought into the altar, the hands and the legs are tied up. Even if it is a goat or a sheep or whatever is sacrificed at the altar, it's tied up. The legs are tied and it is kept at the altar before it is cut, sacrificed. Sacrifice is bound. 
The number three way of you and me to follow Lord God in surrender is allow ourselves to be bound by the love of God. By the love of God. You know, when, when we are bound by the love of God, we are like, like a sacrifice. We are like a sacrifice at the altar. When God's love binds us together, there is no way we can walk out of the love of God because the love, love of God is demanding. The love of God is so demanding. It can demand even our life. The love of God is so powerful. And God wants us to be bound by the love of God as a sacrifice at the altar. The number four way of walking sacrificially, total, in total surrender following God. Scripture says this, we need to walk humbly. Let's read that scripture, the beautiful scripture in, from Micah chapter 6, verses 6 through 8. Micah chapter 6, verse 6 through 8. I'll read only verse 8. He has shown you, O man, what is good, and what does the Lord require of you, but to do justly, to love mercy, and to walk humbly with your God. Walk humbly with your God. You know, walking humbly with our God tells us that we are in total surrender when following Lord Jesus Christ. You know, God has blessed us with so many things. He has given us talents. He has given us gifts. He has given us wisdom. He has given us good education. He has given us good job. He has given us good skills. But with all these things, God expects you and me to walk humbly with our God. Walk humbly with your God. You know, when we do that, we are in surrender, total surrender with the Lord God. We spoke about four things. Number one, not our ways, but His ways. Number two, not our will, our desire, but His wills and His desire as we are the clay in His hands. Number three, giving ourselves as a sacrifice which is bound at the altar. Giving our lives, lives to be bound by the love of God. And number four, walking humbly in the presence of God. You know, all this put together, if we apply those things in our lives, they will help us to walk us in total surrender in front of our God. Finally, just want to quote two people who followed Lord God in total surrender in scripture and we are going to pray. Number one, Mary, the mother of Jesus. Mary, we read about her in Luke chapter one. There are a couple of scriptures. Before Jesus was born, even before Mary was conceived, the angel of God appeared to Mary. When angel of God appeared to Mary, and announced the birth of Lord Jesus Christ to Mary. Mary was hesitating to accept the desire of God in her life because she was so afraid as she was not married to anyone. An angel of God appeared to Mary. We read that from Luke chapter 1. And this is what the angel uh, said. And the angel answered and said to her, we are reading from uh, Luke chapter 1, verse 35. And the angel answered and said to her, the Holy Spirit will come upon you and the power of God, the highest, will overshadow you. Therefore also that Holy One who is to be born will be called the Son of God. Verse 36, Now indeed Elizabeth, your relative, has also conceived a son in her old age. And this is now the sixth month for her who was called barren. Verse 37, For with God nothing will be impossible. These are the words of the angel. Because Mary was hesitating to accept the announcement of the angel saying in verse 34, How can this be since I do not know a man? And the angel gave this explanation. And now in verse 38, Then Mary said, Behold, the maidservant of the Lord, let it be to me according to your word. 
You know, we see a total surrender. The moment Mary realized that it is the plan of God, you know, Mary surrendered her completely. That's an example of a life that is walking in front of God, following Lord Jesus Christ in total surrender. I just want you to think about that. Just think about that. The life of Mary. And she was so afraid for the public. But the moment she realized that's the will of God, you know, she was just completely surrendering. And she was, she was telling to the angel, here I am, your maid servant. That shows that she was in total surrender. You know, there are times in our lives, God expects us to surrender totally to the desire of God. If we do it at that time, it will be a blessing. Otherwise, we will survive, but we will not see that blessing that God had in our mind, in his mind, in his desire. God expects us to surrender at times. One more man of God who surrendered and we are going to close. Isaiah chapter 6 verses 1 through 8. Just listen to these beautiful scriptures as I read from Isaiah chapter 6, 1 through 8. Here we see the total surrender of the man of God. In the year, in the year that King Uzziah died, I saw the Lord sitting on a throne, high and lifted up. And the train of his robe filled the temple. Above it stood his seraphim. Each one had six wings. With two he covered his face. With two he covered his feet. And with he, two he flew. And one cried to another and said, Holy, holy, holy is the Lord of hosts. The whole earth is full of his glory. Verse 4, And the post of the door were shaken by the voice of him who cried out, and the house was filled with smoke. So I said, now here Isaiah says, I said, Woe is me, for I am undone, because I am a man of unclean lips, and I dwell in the midst of, of a people of unclean lips. For my eyes have seen the king, the Lord of hosts. Then one of the seraphim flew to me, having in his hand a live coal, which he had taken with the tongues from the, from the altar, and he touched my mouth with it and said, Behold, this has touched your lips. Your iniquity is taken away and your sin purged. Verse 8. Also I heard the voice of the Lord saying, Whom shall I send? And who will go for us? Then I said, the response of Isaiah, Here am I, send me. Here am I, send me. Total surrender. A total surrender. When he realized that it is a call of God in his life, here we see he completely, without expectation, he is surrendering his life. You know, how much God is pleased in that act of surrender. He expects us to walk with such humility in the presence of God, completely surrendering our lives to God. Shall we do that this morning? Hope you are blessed by this teaching. Please write to Pastor Balan Swami Nathan at balan at hipm.org. God bless you.